Hey, Hopers, it is good to be with you today, and I am looking forward to digging into a topic that I think is pretty practical for us. It is finding God's guidance for our lives. A lot of us, I think, as believers, just somewhere deep inside of us have this desire that's always with us to know what is God's will, what is God's way for me. And I'm not saying that that always works its way out perfectly to our lives, that we keep it in the front of our consciousness and do it. That would be great. But I'm saying if you ever have a discussion or you're in church and um, we're talking about something, and yeah, I think in all of us, there's this part, this nodding of our head and our soul that says, yeah, I want to do what God wants me to do. But many times we ask ourselves, well, what should I be doing? I, I, we get that sense of being lost or wondering what's our next step or where's this all going to go. We want to do God's will, but we sometimes don't know how to find God's will. And because of that, I wanted to take a look at a verse that I learned really early in my life, uh, Psalm 119, 105. And it just simply says this, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. When I feel like I don't know what to do, what I remember is that God's way is not as ambiguous as sometimes I make it. And if I really am looking for God's way, I can go to God's word. It doesn't mean that I just open the Bible and all of a sudden the right answers are in front of me. But if I am digesting God's word on a regular basis, I am going to have the pathway of God's way in front of me. So I have to choose. It's something concrete and explicit that I can choose to do, which is to engage God's word. As a matter of fact, I just read something today that says, if you read God's word four times or more per week, it dramatically changes the matrix of your choices. The, the menu of your choices are different. The, the other side of the flip side of that is if you read God's word three times or less per week. So let's say you read it two or three times a week on average. The study says that your decisions are virtually the same as decisions of people who don't read God's word at all. It takes that regularity of reading God's word four or more times a week in order for God's word to really grip us, to be in us enough that it starts to shape how we make decisions. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light on our path. Some of our struggle is that that is a pretty local light, a lamp to my feet, a light on my path. It isn't a giant floodlight that lights up the whole landscape and all the things on either side of me and way down the road in front of me. As a matter of fact, it's such a local light that seldom do I see much detail down the road. If even I have an idea of where this all could go or is going, most of the time, I have no idea how it will get there. And some of the time, I'm not even right about where it will go. Because God's word is a local light. And what that means about God's guidance is, most of the time, I would say virtually all of the time, for me, knowing God's guidance is much more about doing the next right thing. The small decision in front of me, or the right now decision in front of me, then really figuring out how all the pieces fit together and what's all going to happen, what's coming down the road. When I'm struggling to know God's guidance, when I feel desperate for God's guidance, I turn to God's word. And I look at, how have I been engaging God's word? How, what's my 
my history here? What's my pattern here? Maybe the reason I'm lost is because I'm not drinking the word of God in. But then this other thing comes into play, which is my will. My way sometimes fights against God's way. Sometimes the reason that I say I don't know which way God wants me to go is because I don't think God has given me the ability to go the way I wish I could go. So when I get stuck or when I feel lost, I feel confused, I will often come back and ask myself, do I know a right thing to do? Do I know something to do? Is there something I know that is right to do? That really kind of comes from my engineering training back at college where a lot of engineering schoolwork is word problems. And they would ask you to figure something out and you'd think, I can't figure that out. But the answer was always in, what do I already know? What do I, what have I already been given? And somehow what I've been given guides me to using the right formulas and figuring out the right principles so that I can get to what they want me to know. What do I know that's right to do? Even if the right thing is to wait, can I do that? What do I know that's the right thing to do? And if I, if I come up with an answer on that, then if I don't, I, I dive back into the word of God and I, and I wait for God to, to show me. But if I do, if I ask myself, am I willing to do what's right? Much of the time, the battle if for me is not, not that I don't know what to do or I don't know a thing to do. It's that I don't want to do it. Am I willing to do what I know? What gets in the way for, for me and for all of us are all of these internal human things. I'm afraid. That's scary. I don't know what will happen if I do that. I'm proud. I don't want to be wrong or I, I want to be the one who figured it out. I want to be the one who dictates. I want to be the one in charge. I'm stubborn. I want my way. I, I'm filled with my desires and I want what I want because I think what I want will be good. That will be enjoyable for me. A lot of times for me, it's that I've been hurt and that hurt wants to hold on. I live uh, in my wound or I live in bitterness and I don't want to move on to just simple faith that does the next right thing. The psalmist recognizes that. And, and Psalm 105 is part of a, a little eight-verse set, like many of these are, that all start with the same Hebrew letter. Psalm 105 starts the section on noon, which starts, it's kind of the letter N in English. It's the, the Hebrew letter noon. But the other verses in that group talk about what it takes to let his word be a lamp for our feet and a light on our path. Verse 106, I've taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous laws. It's pretty serious. I've taken an oath. I'm going to be serious about this. I'm going to be committed to this because I know my humanity will play tricks on me. Verse 112, my heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. It was a determination inside of David. Well, the psalmist, I guess, whichever psalmist wrote this. There was a determination inside of them that said, I will keep your ways. And I know there will be times I don't want to, so I've made a commitment to it. Verse 108 says this, Accept, Lord, the willing praise of my mouth and teach me your laws. What that tells me is when I feel like I've asked myself these questions and I don't know what to do, then am I willing to just ask and listen, letting God be the one to speak to me? Sometimes that takes some time. Sometimes that feels a little bit empty. It feels a little bit like I don't have any, any place to go, a little dark and, and blank. But if I'm really looking for God's way, sometimes he makes me wait because he wants me 
to not jump, to not half listen, to not hear what I want to hear. He wants me to wait so that I hear his way. Sometimes for for us, the reason we don't get God's guidance is because we don't we have issues with who we think God is. We don't think God is very good. We don't think his way is very good. The rest of those eight verses talk about the joy that comes from following God's law, God's way, God's instruction. We don't engage God's word and we don't readily accept God's way because we wonder if God's way is going to wreck us. It's going to take us to some place of disappointment, some place of struggle, some place of trial, some place of hardship. So if this is a struggle for you, God's guidance, embracing it, following it, taking the next step is a struggle for you, you probably need to dig into your idea of God because it's impacting your desire for his way. And I would say God's guidance is the best, best thing for your life every single time. It's the best thing that that you can ever do. But we need to believe that. We need to experience it. We need to want it. And sometimes we have to do some work to to take some of the junk out that's got different ideas about God than who he actually is. God's guidance is precious. God's guidance is awesome. But often, God's guidance feels very small. It's just about doing the next right thing. I hope that today we will be able to take those small steps of faith that together will build up into a life that is lived following God's way and trusting in his goodness so that God's glory shines through our lives.